Just a quick reminder about tonight's topic. If you tend to listen to the podcast with your children around, you might want to show some discretion tonight. Well, we're not going to put an age limit on it because everybody is doing this differently with their kids, but we're going to suffice it to say that if you wanted somebody else to tell your kids about sex, this would be the episode they would learn from. So grab your husband, grab your wife, grab a good cup of coffee, and join us as we discuss how to talk to your kids about sex. From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Every parent knows about the talk. If I say to any parent on North America, have you had the talk with your kid yet? Every parent knows what you're talking about. But I think what most parents think is, yeah, I had that talk. Birds and the bees. Here's where babies come from. Boom, I'm done. What we try to communicate is there are a bazillion conversations you got to have with your kids from when they're five years old to when they're 22 years old. It's an ongoing series of conversations to talk about a ton of stuff to give your kids the right spin on sex dating, and other unmentionables. This is Fletch. And this is Kendra. That clip you just heard was from an interview we did with Barrett and Jennifer Johnson, and we're going to have them on later in the show. But boy, do we have a topic for you tonight. This is a hot potato I'm finding. What is the title for this one? This episode is called, How Do I Talk to My Kids About Sex? Man, we come out of the gates swinging on this one. What do you mean by that? Well, last week we talked to a young man who left homeschooling, embraced homosexuality, Mm -hmm. and we got a lot of feedback from that episode. We did. But this episode, we are going to talk about a very difficult subject, as we've come to find just by promoting this on Facebook. Yeah, um, we've had a lot of interesting responses to this, and I'm really excited to share this with our listeners and sort of pull it apart and say, hey, what can we do better? Because we're not doing this well. Yeah, so we're going to talk to uh, some homeschool graduates. We're Mm going to talk to Barrett and Jennifer Johnson, and we'll be right back for this great episode. We want to let our listeners know that we do not do this alone. No, we are actually part of a network of homeschool-related podcasts called the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Yeah, and there's probably, oh boy, more than a dozen radio shows on this network. And uh, we want to spotlight a couple of our favorites. So, Ken, who do you like to listen to? Well, recently I've been listening quite a bit to my friend Jen Ranieri of the Word Traveling website. Her show is called Destination Inspiration. Have you listened? I have not listened to that. You know why? Why? Because her shows go live when you're at work. Oh, well, that's probably Yeah, (laughs) but Jen has a weekly half-hour show, and she talks about traveling and an adventurous spirit, um, and you just come away feeling like, yes, I want to take all my kids to Europe right now. Hey, you reminded me about one thing, and that's you may not have time to listen when the shows are live. Uh We air Fridays at 5 p.m., Pacific time, uh-huh. but the good news about podcasts, you can download them from iTunes or from wherever you get your podcast, and you can listen at any time. At any time, and they're never going to go away. So if you haven't heard our first 15 episodes, get on back there and start downloading. UltimateRadioShow.com. Go check it out. 
something shocking, but now God knows anything goes. All right, we're back live in the studio, and uh, we're doing what we always do. We're sitting here comfortably staring at each other. Uh, I'm drinking coffee, and we are ready for a smoking hot topic tonight. Yeah, boy, we got a lot of people interested in this one. Why do you think we decided to do a topic on sex? Because sex sells? <laughs> yes, yeah, sex sells, but that's really not the topic. I mean, it is, but the the bigger picture here, what we're really trying to get at is how do we have these conversations with our kids because we are not seeing this done particularly well by very many of us. And I'm not being judgmental. I'm in that crowd. No, I mean, go ahead and point a finger at me because I'm going to point <laughs> yeah. a finger right back at you. <laughs> you know, this is a topic, just a little peek behind the curtain here at Homeschooling in Real Life. Uh, Kendra and I kind of brainstorm what our topics are going to be. Now, we want to make a plea because we get a lot of our topics from our listeners. Yeah, we do. And uh, we really appreciate hearing what it is you want us to talk about because I'm going to tell you, we've got some messages on Facebook and the number one thing people are saying, we love that you're honest. We love that you're open. We love that you're transparent. You're willing to show us your failures. Mm -hmm. And believe me, we are. This topic is one of them. And that's ultimately why we got to the topic of teaching our kids about sex, because Mm -hmm. we don't think we did this well. Mm -mm, Not the first two kids. Yeah, no, remember, we have eight, Mm -hmm. so that's only a quarter of them. I remember that we have eight. (laughs) Yeah, but it's only a quarter (laughs) of a failure so far. Okay. (laughs) So statistically, we're okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and again, I said so far, uh, because we're blowing it in other areas, I'm sure. Um, And, (laughs) you know, the best part is our kids are quick to tell us where we're blowing this. Oh, I know. It's amazing. So really quick layout for those of you that don't notice, we have eight children, Mm -hmm. uh, five boys, three girls, Mm -hmm. and we had them three boys, three girls, two boys. Yeah. And our two oldest boys um, have told us again and again, almost relentlessly. Yeah. Well, they're adults now. So at 21 and 19, they are fully grasping everything we did wrong at this season of their lives. And because they're 21 and 19, (laughs) they're very vocal about it. Yeah. I'm sure they would write it if we gave them the opportunity to put it down. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. But they've told us, and we own up to the fact Mm. that we blew the discussion about uh, sex with those top two. Thankfully... And hopefully God's allowed us to redeem some of that time Mm -hmm. and have some real healthy discussions with Mm -hmm. them. And they've actually helped us. Parents, get this. Your kids can help you Mm -hmm. change the the path with our younger kids. Oh, yeah. And, uh, boy, I I wish you could be around our kitchen table now for some of the discussions about (laughs) sex. Or not. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's, a little candid sometimes. It's a no-holds-barred discussion sometimes. (laughs) um, Anyhow, so um, we, we actually think we failed and here's here's the point we don't want you to miss we're willing to say it yeah we are willing to live out loud uh with you our listeners not only who's listening now but who's going to be listening forever right because podcasts on the internet don't go away (laughs) to to just tell you we it's okay that we blew this and we want to talk about it yeah okay with that in mind we think actually that there's a problem with Christian parenting on this topic. So we did a little experiment and we interviewed a bunch of graduates from both homeschool and public school and Christian school. Mm -hmm. And we asked them the question, do you think your parents did a good job teaching you about sex? (laughs) But it's a loaded question. It is. But before we get there, here's the interesting point. Mm -hmm. I wanted to balance this Mm -hmm. and ask Christian parents, are you willing to go on our podcast and answer the question? 
do you think you did a good job teaching your yes. kids about sex? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, I know. You I know, know what story. you're going to say. Parents weren't willing to come on the podcast and answer that question. All right. the kids were. Right. But the parents were. So that tells us that there may be a gospel issue here mm. of parents not willing to be open and transparent about how they feel they did. And uh, one one person did. And I, I got into a dialogue with him and he said, you know, we're all, we're all experts on parenting until we have to talk about it out loud about our own. <laughs> yeah. Now we asked this question on our Facebook page today as well. I, I just said, do you think it was easy to talk to your own parents about sex? And initially all of the comments were no way, no, my mom gave me a book or I heard about it at school or whatever. But one of our listeners said, you know, yes, for the most part, my mom and dad did a good job. But what I thought was key is she said, I knew she would never judge me if I came to her with anything. And I thought, you know, see, that's the bottom line. This is a, this was a woman, uh, Marianne, who knew that there was safety and freedom in her relationship with her parents for her to say, I've done this thing. I've blown it. I, you know, or what is this? What is oral sex, mom? And not be shut down or judged or, um, or get some sort of reaction of shock. So I think that's really key. Like she knew there was a safe place there with her parents. Yeah. And ultimately we can stop the podcast here. Cause I think you just blew the whole episode right there by just saying <laughs> what we're shooting for is honesty and transparency and right. freedom to talk to parents. Right. But we're not going to, you know, let's, no. <laughs> let's maybe go to these interviews with these kids. We have a bunch of clips and just listen to graduates who have answered the question. Do you think your parents did a good job teaching you about sex? You're going to enjoy these. It ain't so much a question of not knowing what to do. I know what's right and wrong since I've been ten. I heard a lot of stories and I reckon they are true. My parents um, didn't, honestly didn't teach me or tell me practically anything about sex. It was virtually non-existent. Um, my parents never talked to me about it. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, homeschooling all the way through. And I kind of got the impression that sex was kind of awkward and um, uh, even like sinful and uh, for the most part just done wrong. And so it was kind of a dirty subject to talk about. And um, so uh, we just never talked about it, my, my parents at all. I think my parents did a horrible job about educating me about sex. It was more of a don't ask, don't tell situation for us, but, um, you know, you kind of learn to learn to make your own way. Just sex is bad. You don't do it until you get married and you'll figure it out with your wife. I don't think my parents did a good job teaching me about sex just because um, it's a very awkward topic, especially for a young child to learn about. No, I don't think my parents talked to me about sex early enough. I went to a Christian school, so I think they thought it was ingrained in me to just wait until marriage. But my friends had been talking about it for about two years before I ever had an open conversation with my parents about sex. Until I had a boyfriend, I don't think they saw the need to bring it up, but I wish they would have earlier. I actually don't think that my parents did such a great job talking about sex with me. By the time they approached me to even try and have that conversation, 
it was more damage control than anything else because due to my curious nature and the different areas in which I was, I was in football at that time and all these kind of um, sports with a large amount of uh, junior hires, I just had explored things and just kind of found it out on my own as opposed to um, having them talk about it. My parents were, of course, very into Reaganomics, like all good homeschooling couples in the 80s and 90s were. So I guess they decided to take a page from Ronald's book and do this type of trickle-down sex ed thing. Only if we're sticking to the economics metaphor, sometimes when rich people get extra money, they tend to just keep it to themselves. So I stayed well below the poverty line longer than I should have. It was done via a cassette tape series done by a very well-known Christian speaker. Um, I didn't feel like my dad was really sitting me down and having a quality conversation with me about the topic. And the only kind of program or talk that we went through was, I mean, it's homeschooling. Of course, there's there's a curriculum for everything. My parents gave me a pictorial biology book when I was about 12 that covered the changes the body goes through during puberty and also covered pregnancy. Uh, There was nothing fancy about it, nothing flashy, just facts. Uh, When I completed the reading assigned to me, my mom asked if I had any questions or concerns, and feel free to ask her if I did. Um, I didn't. I think it was appropriate and good for me just keeping it at, at that level. But the biggest thing that I think was most detrimental was the fact that it was too late. I was already in high school and had already been exposed to things that might have helped me see them in a different light, and I would have been able to turn away from them uh, more easily. I think my parents did a good job talking about sex with me. I do think it was more reactive, though, than proactive, and I think that the timing probably wasn't ideal. I just feel that it was a little kind of a little too little too late, but I feel at the time it was just such a taboo topic that I didn't even want to go to them to figure it out. I'd rather just kind of go to... Google and figure things out. Well, those were some pretty fun responses to listen to. Pretty open and honest. <laughs> Maybe a little painful. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And you, yeah. And the thing parents. is, if you want kids to speak on a podcast, ask them to talk about sex. Because <laughs> I have 100% participation. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, what does this mean? What, is it, what, what did those responses tell you and me? Oh, well, I think what it tells me is we have a problem. Um, and I know that there are Christian ministries that have been trying to address this for um, for several decades, but somehow we're still not quite getting it, you know, as parents. And I don't know, Fletch, I think it just goes back to creating a safe place. You know how it's just so difficult sometimes to not respond with an emotional response. And so if your teenager comes to you and says, Dad, I've been masturbating in the shower every morning, you know, it's not that easy to just look at him and say, okay, son, let's talk about it. I know, that. yeah, because initially yeah. you're going to spit your coffee out. And, you know, we've, exactly. we've, uh, we've talked about, and maybe before we get there, before we get to kind of what some of the conversations could become, let's just talk a little bit about kind of maybe some historical responses from the church, maybe. Okay. Because I would say even like our parents' generation, or at least my parents' generation, they're a little older than yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a taboo subject. They didn't talk about sex in the church. And then you shared something with me right before the podcast that you felt that growing up, you had a different response from church. Well, I was raised in sort of your typical, you know, big evangelical church of the 1980s. 
primarily. And um, I know my mom communicated in the church and my youth group and, you know, all of those places where I might have heard something. They all communicated that sex was good. It was part of God's plan. It was healthy, but in the confines of marriage. Yeah. And and I would say I got that as well. Mm -hmm. However, it's still an improper subject to talk about. You weren't going to bring it up. Well, it certainly wasn't a sermon series in the church I grew up in. No, and if and if it was brought up in a youth group setting, it was always under the guise of these other people. Like, I have a friend struggling with this problem. Can we <laughs> pray for them? Or, right, and you know. the number one youth group topic? How, How far, far is too, too far? Yes, and yeah, I, yeah. I just spoke on this at our own uh, youth group just a few weeks ago and had a great topic. I had a great answer for it. I'm not going to give it right now, but if you're interested in knowing my answer to how far is too far, let me know. I can Maybe I'll put it out in, in a uh, blog document or something like that. Um, okay, so that's the church's response. Now, what about parents? What has been the the two responses to how they kind of talk to their kids about sex? I think we talked about this before the show, that either it's going to be a wait until marriage Right. discussion, then right. that's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sex is something you wait until marriage mm-hmm. or they go down the path. Like I think, um, one or two of them said where there's a curriculum based biological series on yeah. sex. And if you were raised on the farm, that makes it even easier yeah. <laughs> because you get to watch the animals. Um, so, I mean, I think that's what we have though. That's the way the cards are played. But now I think the game is different. We have much younger kids being exposed to things oh. much younger. And I, and I don't mean yeah. like uncontrolled internet usage. Mm-mm. We talked with uh, Helen Melanie Young a, a bunch of episodes ago mm-hmm. about raising boys. Yeah. And I I don't think it's so much that about uncontrolled internet. What, what could they see? I'm talking about what you're going to drive down the road and see. Oh, yeah. Or what you're going to see at the checkout aisle. Oh yeah. I mean, Magazines household terms alone. that are just right. gonna that might just pop up into your house. Right. Uh, I mean, it used to be you you were scared to talk about masturbation, like you said, mm-hmm. but now you're talking about oral sex. You're talking about right. Um, you know, uh, lesbian sex, homosexual sex, mm-hmm. topics that are just coming up daily, mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean every day, but you know, they they just pop up in the schoolyard. Yeah. So we've talked about this at our church that. It, you need to have these conversations because you're probably behind. You know, <laughs> this has been one of the the things that we've we've participated in and watched for the last 17 years in the homeschool movement, where the reaction largely has been build a higher fence for the kids. You know, yeah. create this this perfect little childhood where none of that has to come up as an as an issue. But the reality is. We live in a culture that is sex-saturated. And so, you know, do we want to protect our youngest kiddos from these kind of conversations? Of course. There's not, they're not equipped to, to even handle those sort of discussions. But I'm telling you, if your four-year-old comes to you and says, I understand this, as a friend told me, her four-year-old came to her recently and said, uh, well, I know that, that the man has a sperm and I know that the woman has an egg. Well, how does the sperm get to the egg? What do you do when a four-year-old tells you that? You know, somehow he understood that information. Or as one of our young adults said, I was curious. So I started finding information out. I wanted to know, how does this happen? Well, you have a story about this, right? That was directly related to you. 
Yeah, you know, Fletch, my thinking on this topic really started to change um, several years ago when a young woman that I knew um, had not been given any information at all and even, in fact, even started her period without you know, without any prior knowledge of what that was going to be, it freaked her out. Can I stop just for a second here? Because I just need to say that on our Facebook page, it is way too homeschool mom driven because there's a lot of discussion about periods today (laughs) on our homeschool page. And I just need, can I appeal, get your husband on the Facebook page so we can talk about some other things. I would much rather have, you know, you want to talk about ejaculation, these these healthy conversations about how do you talk to your sons about masturbation and pornography, just so we can balance out the period discussion. Because Well, but the, the thing about the period discussion today on Facebook was that this was several other pe- uh, women who said, my mom never told me what a period was. And then I started, you know, and I think I'm bleeding to death. And so like, there's a problem there. So yeah, anyway. I like the one, I, if you haven't been to our Facebook page, the one whose sister <laughs> yeah. started writing out her will <laughs> and presented it to her mom. I'm that's, dying. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's an aggressive response. So uh, uh, if you're not, if and you're we're not laughing, on, if, but you know, it isn't funny because here, here's where this story goes with this particular young woman. She was getting married and had no information because her parents um, were sort of operating under this idea that we're not going to give her what she needs until she is the night before her wedding, you know, kind of thing. Well, two weeks before this wedding, she calls me and says, can we get together for coffee? I have some big questions and I need some information. And I said, you bet. So we got together and uh, she reveals to me that she's been looking some things up on the internet. So she'd heard terminology, masturbation and some other, you know, sexual terminology. And she started just searching Wikipedia. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I went home and I searched for the word that she was looking up on Wikipedia and there were graphic photographs on the Wikipedia page. And I'm thinking to myself, this is better to not give our kids information, to not equip them. That is a better route because now they're going to look things up on Wikipedia. And that was really a, a huge eye opener and turning point for us. You know, I remember sure. call, I remember pulling over from that coffee date with her, pulling over on the side of the road on my way home and calling you and saying, I'm, I'm just sort of stunned that like, we have got to not do this to our kids. It's not okay. Right. And I had the exact same story with a young man who was getting married as well and said, I know nothing about sex. And Mm -hmm. I said, well, why don't you tell me what you do know? And I've never, (laughs) I was not expecting a, I know nothing. Like I know nothing. He knew nothing. I knew no biology. Yeah. And and this was a a 20 year old man. Yeah. Um, And again, the same principle will give you the information prior to your wedding. Right. And you know what? The reason this young woman came to you, and the reason this young man came to me was we had created a bridge of safety and yeah. we had repeatedly said, there's nothing you can say yeah. that will shock us, right. upset us, you, you or make us, us stop liking you. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I've found has been a real positive response in our family has been a very truthful statement that you will never shock us with mm-hmm. a question mm-hmm. because kids have real questions. And oh, nowadays yeah. they're all over the map yeah. and, you know, we've talked about a few of them, but 
you know, what is a pro- we we had a young couple that said, um, so we're not having sex, but we're having oral sex. That's fine, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's a stunner, mm-hmm. but it's not a deal killer. I mean, but this young couple that came to us and asked that question, mm-hmm. that's that's not a deal. You can ask you can ask us anything, and mm-hmm. because we've maintained that, because we focused, and what we're suggesting is open, honest communication. Uh, going sooner rather than later. And I just have to say this once again, this is a dual parent discussion. Now we know we list, we have single parents that listen, Mm -hmm. but if you're a married couple, uh, this isn't something that your husband does. This isn't something that your wife does. Um, open and honest communication. What works well in our family has been open discussion around the table. And I think too, just availability because my guy, our older guys, you know, our kids, they all know I'm, I'm pretty much available during the day. Right. Whereas you are de- doing dentistry, you've got your hands in somebody's mouth and you yeah. can't answer the sex question on the text. Yes. But, you know, or, and, and vice versa, sometimes there are some sort of sensitive things that they'd rather talk to you about, the, the guys. And you need to make the time. Mm-hmm. You need to make the time to have the conversations. They're yeah. not necessarily going to come up naturally. Sometimes right. you just need to wade in. <laughs> And that's the tough questions. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to give a, a, a quick piece of advice. Dads, if you're struggling talking to your kids about um, sex, you know, here's a technique for you. Do you remember the night I had all the guys, all the teenage boys at the table? Yeah. And they were all just not talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, do any of you struggle with Star Wars sex? And they all kind of looked at me kind of quizzily eyed. And I said, <laughs> you know, Han Solo. And as soon as I said that, you saw the light bulbs go on. And they laughed out loud. Well, then suddenly the ice was broken. Yeah. And then they came up and told you, oh, Mr. Fletcher talked to us about (laughs) Star Wars sex. Um, But, you know, just kind of lightening up the mood and making it a a fun conversation. You can do that. You don't have to stay purely biological. Right. Well, it's about time we get to the interview. Okay. All right. We have Barrett and Jennifer Johnson. And... uh, We are going to talk to them about this topic. We were on the phone with them a few episodes ago talking about raising a a pagan kid in a Christian home. Yes. So I'm sure you remember them. But um, we are going to talk to them about their book and about this topic. So we'll be back after the interview. Hey, we are back on the line with Barrett and Jennifer Johnson. If you guys remember, we were uh, talking with them a few weeks ago about how to raise a pagan in a Christian home and had a great conversation with them. Well, it turns out they like to talk about sex as well. That You know, Fletch, the funny thing about that? What? You like to talk about sex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> Did I edit I'm sorry, more did stuff I, out of what you say to me I, on the podcast? Um, this is real life, folks. Uh, Let's so, likes to talk about sex. You right. like to? Well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Eight kids later, we know. Yeah, yeah. We know that. Okay, so uh, it turns out um, they like to uh, talk about sex and raising kids and how to communicate that with your children. So uh, one thing I'd like to share, uh, just to start off with, is when our kids were very young. I was, I really wanted to do this well. I wanted to, uh, and we had, our family was three boys, three girls, two boys. And so when when the guys were real young, I pulled together my best friends, all my best friend guys. 
and I said, hey, do we have a battle plan? You know, what are you guys doing in your family? How are you going to talk about sex with your kids? And, and I thought, you know, with, um, with a multitude of counselors comes a lot of wisdom. And so all these guys had real young kids and kind of the flavor around the room went everything from I'm not going to tell them anything because uh, we'll just let them experience that in marriage and I'll prep them, you know, right before they get married to the full Monty. You know, as soon as they can talk, we're going to start talking about sex. So um, I, I know a little bit, uh, Barrett, based on what you've written and shared with me uh, where you stand. But, uh, you know, what I found was that didn't work well, that my plan. And I probably should have just said, I'm just going to follow God and, and be honest with my kids all along um, and be age appropriate all along, but start as soon as I could and, and just have those conversations. So, um we have a couple questions for you. Um, first, maybe, what do you think is missing in the issue of talking to our kids or, or raising up our kids in the culture that we are in? What, what are we missing as Christian families? I think the biggest thing we're missing, uh, well, two things. Number one thing is we get there too late. Uh, the, the book I've written is called The Talks, and the original title of the book was called Sooner, which would probably sell really big in Oklahoma, but uh, the basic answer <laughs> the book was when you talk to kids about sex and the answer was sooner than you think you need to. I think the problem mm-hmm. is that our kids get exposed to a bunch of stuff a lot earlier than we think they do. And we're playing catch up as parents and we're trying to catch up with what the world is telling our kids and giving a different view. And I think what needs to happen is age appropriately as our kids are young and getting older, we need to be expo- exposing them to truth and realities and answer their questions and giving them a framework and a paradigm for how they should see things earlier and before the world has a chance to give their spin on things. And um, if not, we're playing catch up and we get there too late. So that's one aspect, get there sooner and have the conversations. The other thing that's missing, I think, is particularly in the Christian community and particularly in the homeschool community is we're afraid of sex. And I like the fact that, again, uh, Kendra, you said that Fletch likes to talk about sex. I, I do too because I think it's important because everybody's doing it. And I think if we give the spin to our kids, this is where we, where we err as parents. We give the spin to our kids and tell them sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. They, they hit 23 years old and get married. And people, particularly women, we find working with young couples, the church we're in right now, they, they can't turn it on. They've been communicated for 20 years of yeah. life. Sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad. And they can't experience this amazing thing that God designed where God said very clearly, this is incredibly good. But because of what the world's done to it, we've, uh, we've backed off and reeled it back in and said, no, let's just avoid it all together. We've got to avoid that at all costs. So mm. many times when I'm a huge reader, I just love learning. I love being stretched by God. And um, I want to know why does someone write a book? Well, the reason why we wrote this book is not only for our children and our grandchildren and for generations, but it, it comes from actually – it comes from working with premarital prep kids. Barrett and I have coached and taught premarital prep like to engage couples that come to our mm-hmm. workshop. Uh-huh. Uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of couples. So after discipling and hanging out with newlyweds for many years now, we've not only raised our own children, done youth ministry, Barrett is a youth minister, us had our own kids, where we got to these precious newlyweds that had just gotten married, married their Prince Charming, just graduated from college, and they weren't able to enjoy sex the way that God intended for them to do. And that honestly is what catapulted us into talking to our church about it, and then that turning into the book, The Talks. Yeah. 
And so there's, there's what Jennifer's describing, talking to these young 25-year-old couples that should be at the pinnacle of marital intimacy and sexual bliss. They, they, they have a lot of problems because of either one extreme, they've had so much promiscuity growing up and they have so, many, so much baggage they bring into their marriage bed, bed, or the flip side of mom and dad communicated a paradigm that said sex is bad, let's not talk about it. And they can't embrace the fact that God said this is incredible and everything. So now, have you? Uh, it sounds like um, uh, we we share this opinion because I'm I'm willing, uh, at least with especially young teen men, to walk into any conversation. And that's Most definitely that's been the uh, I think the major shift in our family and and the one that my older boys have responded back to, which is uh, you got there too late uh, for a lot of information. But now, I mean, both Kendra and I, we are willing to walk into any conversation. Um, We're probably a bit too blunt. I need to butt in here. At this point in the interview, we were sharing a story with Barrett and Jennifer that we did not get permission to share on the air. So I had to cut it out. So it sounds a little choppy, but uh, we go right back in uh, discussing with them. So we've had our own... um, uh, issues of um, maybe sharing or not sharing too much with our kids, um, but our oldest ones would tell you that um, that we we missed we missed an opportunity, and so now our response is we we are going to enter into every conversation. We're going to be real, uh, whether it's terminology that they need to have clarified. Um, I remember back on our last podcast, uh, Jennifer mentioning that she wanted her kids to understand culture with her and the, the the caveat there was with me i want to figure this out together uh who is miley cyrus and and what is she doing let's talk about this yeah. and so our conversations now i mean we just don't stop talking mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know when when most I, I think our encouragement for our our listeners is um just be prepared i mean there's no such thing as a bedtime for us anymore you know we, we like to aim for our bedroom around 10 <laughs> Yeah, but which is they're always at our foot of our bed right when we're trying to go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> and, we that. and we found that by being honest and being transparent, it's opening it up to other kids. Their friends are suddenly in our bedroom. Yes, that's <laughs> the our, our kids' friends come to us and say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable asking my own parents this question, or they won't, they won't talk to me about this. What about, you know? Oh, yeah. So give me your, your very quick snippet. Um, I know, I know you, you have a book. It, uh, really quickly, is this book coming out soon? The book is out now. I mean, at the time of this broadcast, the book is now open. You can get it uh, on Amazon. Okay. It's, it's called The Talks. That's talks, plural. And the logic there was every parent knows about the talk. If I'd say to any parent on North America, have you had the talk with your kid yet? Every parent knows what you're talking about. But I think what most parents think is, yeah, I had that talk, birds and the bees, here's where babies come from, boom, I'm done. What we try to communicate is there are a bazillion conversations you got to have with your kids from when they're five years old to when they're 22 mm. years old. It's an ongoing series of conversations to talk about a ton of stuff to give your kids the right spin on sex, dating, even the subtitle says, and other unmentionables. And yeah. so... Mm. Those are things that we avoid. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've got to talk to our kids bluntly about pornography before they see pornography. Um, we've got to be willing to say there's going to be a whole profitable industry you're going to encounter, particularly on the Internet, about people with their clothes off doing things that God made to be good but in a broken way. This stuff is toxic. When you see it, you've got to run from it as quick as you can. You've got to tell me about it. There's no shame. There's no punishment. But, but I'm telling you, it will mess you 
up. We got to give our kids proper spin on these things before they encounter them. Which again, most parents want to put it off, put it off, put it off until but, it uh, comes up. Until it comes up. If it comes up because their kids are dealing with it, or if your fourteen-year-old kid says, "Well, I'm in a relationship. I'm in love with whoever." you're already too late because you're having to reel back in that relationship, the parameters on that relationship when there's already a hard connection with somebody. Man, good luck with that, mom and dad. That's, you're going to lose it. You're going to losing battle there. Yeah. There's already a hard connection. couple quick questions for you. A uh, young couple comes to you and says, uh, you know, say maybe they're college age couple and says, we're in a relationship. We love each other. We're really tempted in the areas of purity. What's your response well, to that young couple? I encounter that couple all the time. Again, I'm a pastor of young marrieds and families at a large church. And so we encounter through, you know, marriage prep workshops we do for engaged couples. I see that couple every week. And I know that couple. They're all over my world. And, and when they say that, we're tempted. I will say, well, first of all, welcome to the club. You're, you're, the, you're not the first couple. Every single couple moving towards a wedding date with a heart connection and a plan to be happily ever after together is struggling what you're struggling with. We, we call it the great tribulation of that <laughs> engagement process. So, you're in the middle of it. What I say, though, is you've got to create some clear parameters for your lives to make sure you don't go where you don't want to go because it's a slippery slope. That may mean taking some radical steps regarding purity. We're not going to be alone into their houses. We're going to avoid anything more than a peck of a kiss. All those things to avoid that at all costs. But if they're Christ followers, here's the core thing that I say to them. I say, you know what? I know beyond a shadow of doubt if you love Jesus that, that you want God to bless your relationship. You want God to come alongside you as you build your family and your life together and ramp up towards a wedding day. But it's real hard to say, God, we want you to bless us, but we're going to ignore completely what you're telling us about sexual purity. Mm-hmm. And usually when you, when you go that direction, most kids will go, you know what, I do love Jesus. Yes, I do want God to bless us. God, would you help me to be the right person here to make wise choices with your spirit's help in my life? <clears throat> To, to guard ourselves both sexually and even emotionally of not getting so caught up in um, the, the route that so many young couples go, uh, ramping up to that. Okay. Uh, second question is uh, our church uh, every year hosts a uh, seminar called Gospel in Life for the Women. One week, uh, every week they, they take a different subject, women in the workplace, women at home. And uh, one this year one of the topics was uh, the sexual relationship between a man and a woman. And it turns out it's our biggest event for women. I mean, we have women from other churches that show up for this. Um, my lovely wife was the moderator this year. Yeah, so we did a panel of women, and there, and no topic was was off the table. And they were able to text uh, text to me um, anonymously. Yeah. And so we had pre, you know, we had questions that people had asked through the website prior that the panel was ready for, but then live that night, I, as the moderator, was getting these texts and was able to read them and, and you know, present them to the panel. And what, what was very, very interesting, we had four people ask the same question. What do you think that same question was? Four women asked the same question. This is the only repeat question we got. There, there may be a question of, number one, if my husband's not interested in sex, that comes up a lot. Wow, that's right yeah. on the money. The question is, how do I get my husband to have sex with me? Yeah. There we go. And so wow. I'm like... Do I get a prize? Do I get a prize? You do. <laughs> you do, because that isn't... I, my, my response was, show up. Who are these morons? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> get over this. I, I just taught a room full of girls premarital prep, because I take the girls aside and I talk about what it looks to practically respect your husband 
and about sex and how that is how he intimately connects with you. And I have girls every single time telling me, what do we do? And some of these people are not God followers. They are right off the streets. And so they are living together. Some of them have kids, but we are sharing Christ with them through this marriage class, this premarital class. But every single time, and I just had them a couple weeks ago, and I asked my husband, where is this coming from? What again, there may be. Sometimes the roles are reversed. And you'll have, traditionally, stereotypically, men are more interested in sex than women. That's yeah, stereotypical. But but there's times the roles are reversed at some level. And um, it could be that someone's got just a low, low libido. That's a possibility in some cases. I don't want to make a blanket statement and say, here's what it is. But, but I, I think in many cases... You have young men who are so programmed by porn. Yeah. Mm. Um, so our response was to do a series on the Song of Solomon. We just started January 1st, which I just want to get to this quick question. Uh, where do you think the church, or how do you think the church should respond to this topic? Other than you, you've written a book and there's families. I mean, I know what I'm going to do as a dad and what, what you guys are going to do as uh, parents and grandparents. Um, but but what should the church's response be to this topic? Is this a pulpit level item? Is this a marriage and family class level item? A men's group item? A women's group item? What, what do you think? Yes, 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 and yes, and yes. I think <laughs> we start talking about it. Um, I mean, back to my book. I, one working title I had on my book was was "Get Sex on Your Table." That was the title. But I didn't think anyone would walk out of a bookstore with that book under their arm. <laughs> <laughs> because at some point in the book, I say in the introduction, talk about. That we, I used to say, hey, parents, you need to get sex on the table. But the re- reality is that sex is already on the table. It's in our culture. We're being exposed to a bazillion messages a day about stuff, both for our kids and for adults. It's already on the table, but parents have got to get it on your table where you can give the proper spin. But to the problem more widespread in the church for adults and married sex and everything, the church has got to get it on their table. We've got to start talking about it. And Let's be honest. Everybody's doing it, so we can't, you know. Treat it like it's taboo, like we're in the 50s or something. Everybody's doing it, and everybody, not everybody, a lot of people are doing it wrong. They're not experiencing what God designed sex to be, how God wired it, how broken it has become, and we've got to confront the brokenness in our world, um, the, the, the rampant porn use, the, 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 the baggage folks are brought into marriage because yeah. of previous relationships, all those things mm. put a spin on sex that's caused, I mean, if, if you are the enemy, if you were the enemy and said, what can I do to allocate the most minimal resources to have the greatest impact on screwing up the body of Christ? Screw up the families within the bodies of Christ. You would allocate your resources towards this issue of sexuality because the church is so silent about it and the enemy is so aggressive about it. That the church has got to start allocating some time, bandwidth, energy, maybe in the pulpit from a Sunday morning. If you've got kids in the room, you can't do it explicitly. But conferences, men alone, women alone. Jennifer just did a couple of occasions some form of a women's conference, spending six hours speaking with women on a Saturday. And it was yeah. one of the well, most. The thing we talked about was what the heck is biblical sex? Because mm. no one ever taught me what biblical sex was until I went to an intimate issues conference as a grown married woman and heard Lorraine um, Pintus and Linda Dillo speak. And ever since, I've wanted to stand up and do it too. Um, there are such. I mean, we're just not taught. Even we're, as- we're silent. And so we've got to start talking about it. And so mm-hmm. that's, again, I, I'm praying that the book that we've written serves as a revolution for parents to start talking about it. But I hope and pray it serves as a catalyst for churches, pastors, leaders to say, you know what? 
We're losing this battle, and the longer that we stay silent, the more grounds we give to the enemy. And we're not going to really see it flurry, fully flourished and how far-reaching the damage is until married couples are struggling, feel hypocritical, so they're silent with their kids. Those kids come, are raised in an environment that's, that's uh, without any kind of help. And uh, we're going to see the, the, the Christian family in our nation just even more weakened because of our inability or our, our, uh, our passivity on this issue. Well, you guys, we want to thank you very much for taking the time on this topic uh, to talk with our audience. Um, uh, Barrett and Jennifer Johnson, how do people reach you uh, or find out more about your book uh, if they want to engage uh, and, and maybe even have the talks with their kids yeah, or well, take the books into their churches? Sure. Well, a couple of things. The, the, our blog, our website, infoforfamilies.com. Again, I-N-F-O is an acronym for Imperfect Normal Families Only. We don't raise up some standard that no one can fulfill. We say, here's how God wants to meet us as we go. So go to the blog, infoforfamilies.com. And then the book is now available on Amazon. Just do a search for the talks and look for my name, Barrett Johnson. And uh, it should come up there to find that book. And also, we love to speak about this. And so, again, if there's churches out there or family groups or community groups or a homeschool group that need someone to come and, and coach their families, coach their parents on what it looks like, we can talk to parents, equip them. We can talk to a room of parents and teenagers as well and say this is what it looks like to get comfortable dialoguing and putting a proper biblical spin on these things uh, in the Christian home. And so we're, we're more than happy to come alongside groups to do that. All right. Well, thank you again for being with us on Homeschooling IRL. Thanks for having us. Y'all are a blessing. Thank you. Fun. <laughs> Great interview with Barrett and Jennifer. Uh, love talking to them on the phone. A lot of fun. And that couple makes me laugh. Uh, you know, one thing we found out, this is a two or maybe a multiple part uh, topic. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, based on our feedback that you give us, either on the blog or on our Facebook page or Twitter, um, we will collect whatever you share in comments and we'll put together at least another episode for a future date. In the meantime, we do have a review up on the blog, the homeschoolingirl.com blog about Barrett's new book called The Talks. And I'll tell you what I so appreciated about this book was that he does a really thorough job in walking you through all of the issues so that you feel equipped to talk to your kids about them. Um, the other thing, Fletch, that we didn't really talk about but I think might be a hindrance to a lot of parents in talking to their kids about sex is their own guilt and shame that they're carrying from past relationships themselves or from mistakes they made. Sure. And and I think that's where some of the fear comes in, too, because we fear that our kids are going to make the same stupid mistakes we've made. Or what if they ask me what I did and yeah. I'm afraid to tell them what I did? Or, or Right. And, and what's the fear? The fear is that perhaps our kids will feel like they have license then. Or they'll say, well, it worked out for you. You know, I, I can still do the same thing. Or you're just flat embarrassed, not living in the gospel and willing to be honest and transparent. And yeah. Say, hey, I'm a... I'm a failure too. Yeah. <laughs> I've made fail I've I've made mistakes. And this is why we need the gospel, you and I. Yes. Yeah. So there is a great chapter also in the talks that Barrett has written, especially for you if you're that parent. It's a great book. It's going to give you step by step conversation points so you know exactly what to address. I, I really can't say more, you know I really can't say better things about the talks. So go to our show notes. You'll find a link to both Barrett and Jennifer's uh, website and blog, as well as a link to uh, the book on Amazon and where they can purchase it and download it. That's right. Before we go, we have a shout out to one of our favorite hurlers. 
Hey, this is from Christy. It's a letter to us, and it says, Kendra and Fletch, I'm listening to your boys episode right now on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I can't tell you enough how much I love and appreciate your show and how honest you are. When you mentioned how your boys peed in their bedroom, I almost <laughs> fainted. You know what? That story has just been one that resonates with our listeners. Oh, like I know. The fact that our boys peed. I mean, that wasn't a positive thing, people. <laughs> not, nothing to Nobody it. feels sorry for us. They, they are just all <laughs> saying, like, yeah, we're in there. One, one set of couples, one, one I, was it her? Somebody did it was their girls that was peeing in their bedroom. So apparently this is a, a problem. But, hey, you know, Christy, thank you for writing in and, and letting us know that you're a listener and that you're liking what we're doing. Uh, we are trying our best to be honest and really just to kind of live our life in front of you here. Uh, for the rest of you, if you have something you want to tell us, you can get in touch with us. How? Well, Facebook, facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl, Twitter, homeschoolirl, and of course our blog and podcasts can be found at homeschoolingirl.com. We sure hope you like this episode. Uh, we have a great one coming up next week as well called What Homeschooling Does to a Marriage. And we were on the floor at the Teach Them Diligently convention interviewing couples uh, with that exact question. Here's a clip from our next episode. It has added extra stress. Uh, it takes quite a bit of time to do all the work with the kids, and the majority of that falls on my wife. And having the kids at the house all day adds to the workload, and so it does introduce extra stress into the house, which does make its way into our relationship. Thanks for listening to our show this week. We'll talk to you in two weeks. In the meantime, get out there, talk to your kids about sex, open up discussions, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks.